Hi, this is Paul Warren, and you're listening to the Rams Review Podcast. This is the Rams Review Podcast. Discussions, insights, interviews, and analysis. All passion, all Derby County. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rams Review podcast. It doesn't feel that far in. In fact, no, I was talking, I was thinking about it earlier. It, it feels a long time ago since the beginning of New Year, but it's actually only eight days. Um, which yeah seems seems bizarre really, but more Derby County content from the Rams Review podcast, and it's not to start the year off. Obviously, we had, we had one after Peterborough, but near enough. We're, we're back in the swing of things for January now, and we've got two debutants on the podcast. First off, Kieran Norton. Kieran, nice to meet you, mate. Thanks for joining us. No problem at all. Nice to meet you both. And we've also got. James, James, I forgot your surname. It's not, it's not in your little name box, so I do apologize. Yeah. Uh, but James is with us. James, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you, boys? Well, much better after that potential banana skin uh, was avoided on on Saturday, of course. Um, and that's where we'll start off quite a bit to get through, actually. Uh, this uh, this podcast. So hopefully, we can squeeze it all in. So, I mean, we've, we spoke on the podcast after the Peterborough game and it was all about a reaction, a bit of a better performance and obviously three getting getting three points and getting back on uh, back into winning ways in what looks, without being disrespectful, a more comfortable uh, January than certainly the sort of the fixtures we had in and around Christmas time. Um, Kieran, I'll come to you first, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you watched it. I did. Um, I thought the game was terrible. I thought it was an absolute bore. The, the football was just not pretty to watch. But as I said, Derby got out of it with 3-1. For me, they they scored the goals at the right times. Certainly in that first half, you know, we, we were, I thought, I don't know if I can say Fleetwood were the better side in that opening sort of 20, 25 minutes. But they were they, there just wasn't a lot going on in the game, was there? Um, and then, obviously, we managed to get our noses in front. And I think it's fair to say a game that last year we would have probably drawn. Um, we we just... We, we seem to have a knack of, of getting those results. Five on the spin now, away from home. You've beaten... You know, a handful of decent sides in there as well. Some some tricky trips uh, that Derby have navigated quite well, quite comfortably. It wasn't the, for the football purists, was it? But I, I think the way that Fleetwood played never really allowed it to be um, that either. Um, but just we'll, we'll dig into the first half, Kieran and Mendes Langu. I think it's fair to say not. He's been a bit quiet over the last couple of games. Um, after that real rich vein of form, um, a little bit of a shake up as well in formation. Well, we've obviously got to talk about uh, the change in, in goal. We knew that 
sort of the back line was going to be changed because of obviously Nyambi away at uh, uh, the African Cup of Nations. So it was all going to be a little bit of a how would Derby going to line up? I have to say, I, I was expecting the three four three or three five two, whatever it was more three five two, wasn't it? With Mendes up front, um, mm. I don't mind it going forward. I just I think we look so open at the back. Uh, but we'll go on to that in a little bit more detail uh, in a bit as well. But Kieran, that first, you know, that fir- first half an hour, it it's almost what you need from an away trip, especially to the bottom of the league. Obviously, it was their manager's first home game as well. Yeah. It, Derby, Derby did what they had to do in the whole game. But that first half, as I say, I think scoring the goals when they did, um, just just settled things down when things were starting to look a I don't know about nervy, but you know there was a little bit of uncomfort. I think certainly from me watching it, I was just thinking yeah. Fleetwood had had a couple of chances. Of they'd flash one or uh, already, and I thought you know if we go one nil down here, I think we're in for an absolute ugly afternoon. Um, obviously, it didn't turn out that way. Um, but your you, thoughts, your thoughts on that first half, Kieran? Yeah, sure. Uh, like you said, I think with the uh, the goal times came pretty much at the perfect time you could have asked for, really. I mean, no matter who you play, um, away from home, you always you always want that solid 20, 25 minutes settling, uh, don't concede. Um, like you said, it's probably one of the most dire um, games of what well, of football I've watched from just a football fan's perspective. Um, nothing really special. But um, one thing I do like about us this, this season is, we've, like you said earlier, um, we found that way to score and, and, and win ugly. Um, the performance was nothing to shout about. And I think um, from anyone looking from the outside in, 3-1 probably does flat, uh, flatter us a bit because uh, neither side was great. But uh, that first half, we did what we needed to do. Um, we were clinical at the right times. Um, so, yeah, uh, nothing special by any means. But 4-1 um, just got us into that into that rhythm of doing things at the right time and, and doing things when we need to do, despite it being um, not necessarily the most pleasing on the eye. Yeah, it's obviously something we've we've had to come accustomed to. But as, at the end of the day, it is a results business. I mean, there has been a couple of decent performances in that run that we went on. Um, I, as I say, I just don't think it was ever really going to be that type of game on Saturday. I was I was quietly confident we could go and pick up the three points, but it was it was always going to be um, a, a tricky one, a tricky one to navigate. They are physical. They are good at set pieces. Um, Stockley up front knows where the back of the net is. There's no, there's no two ways about that. So yeah, I think we navigated it quite well. But yes, it wasn't the prettiest, James. And as as I say, that I was, I was a bit, I was a bit worried about how easy Derby were getting cut through uh, one or two times. As we say, they had that chance that they flash wide. There's another one where I think the the ball skims across uh, from the right. It, and, and I'm not quite sure what Vickers is doing there. He's he's obviously tried to narrow the angle, but he's leaving it absolutely wide open in the middle. Um, and luckily, there was nobody there to tap it in. Uh, Fleetwood did had their had their fair share of that first half, I thought. Um, and again, sort of like what me I've just said and Kieran's just said, we we just have a knack at the moment. Um, we're not particularly conceding those silly goals. We're not. We, you know, we're keeping those certainly goals from open play. Obviously, other than uh, Peterborough, that, that's the first time we've conceded from open play for quite some time. Um, but it was evident to me 
I, I think, on Saturday that three five two, I think, is the way that he will go for the next certainly the the majority of this month. I'm just a little bit, I'm a little bit worried about it. You know, Fleetwood are one of the lower side lower scoring sides in the division. Yet, I'd say coughed Derby open two or three times at least in that first half. Um, we we were lucky to uh, we were lucky to be in front, really, weren't we? Um, yeah. I to be honest, I I'm I hate the three at the back. I don't think it works at all. Um, I despite I despise it to be honest. I think it's possibly the worst thing because we look so open, <clears throat> and I think it probably comes down to the a bit of the midfield. There isn't really that much help from the midfield, but we just look very. Defence is here, midfield is there and attack's up there and there's no like linkage between them. It's almost bypassing the midfield a lot of times, I thought. I mean, Fleetwood, I don't want to be harsh on them, but they're bottom of the league for a reason. Um, And kind of watching them just ping the ball pretty much straight past us. And they, to be fair, they probably should have scored more than just the one, I thought. The goal that they scored, obviously, it was a really, really nice finish, actually. But I feel like there was easier chances that they missed than that one. Um, as you mentioned, the, the literally there was a tapping for anyone that could get on the end of it. A um, couple of shots that were the close one-on-ones that they just missed. Um, and I didn't think we were particularly that good. I think probably the key difference in the end was just that little bit of extra quality, maybe. With obviously like Mendes Lang in form, one on one in front of the keeper, you'd probably back him to score nine times out of ten. The little flick from Birdie, obviously, it's just those little bits of just extra quality that I think brought us through that one. But I didn't think we looked, to be honest, I thought Fleetwood were the better side on Saturday. To be honest, it's quite it is quite hard to argue that point. Actually, I, I would agree. I don't. I think if yeah, we, we hadn't have been two nil up. You know, if that had continued to have been nil nil, I think yeah, there'd have been a few uh, there'd have been a few Derby fans on X and and then on Facebook uh, sharing their displeasure with with that personally. I think the fact that we've won it has given them a, a bit more of a pat on the back than than possibly the performance deserved. But at the end of the day. Like I said, we found we're finding a knack at the moment, and like you say, that that flick from Bird is it's a lovely flick. There's no two ways, and Mendes races away, slots it in quite nicely, and then the second goal, set piece goal. We know the manager loves a set piece goal. Um, that's a that's a nice, well worked uh, corner routine as well. And then, obviously, going into the into the second half. It's not really a lot to talk about, is there? Let, let let's be fair. I mean, they 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 pull it back, they uh, and then straight away I thought, oh, here we go. And, and, and you know, a, a team that's been on well, what one ten one ten out of twelve or whatever it is, you know, you you shouldn't and you you two one up against the bottom of the league, that shouldn't be your first thought. But obviously, you know, Derby fans have uh, Derby fans have been here been there before, and, and we kind of know how sometimes that kind of thing can happen, but. Kieran, as we've said, that Derby have got a knack at the minute. One one difference for me that I'm certainly seen, and I don't know if it's down to the the personnel, the the formation, um, the coaching, whatever it's down to, 
Derby have changed this season and they are keeping hold of them results, aren't they? Where where we do go 2-1 or, or whatever, there has been plenty of times in the past where Derby would have crumbled there. Um, mm. And really, obviously, there's only the Peterborough one. And let's face it, that was a top-of-the-table sort of clash. Um, how How encouraging is it that Derby do seem to, however it, it, it's come about, um, we we do seem to be able to hold on, certainly away from home um, in those kind of games. Because as I say, I, I think twelve months ago we'd have we'd have probably only ended up with a point, or maybe not even any out of that one. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head there. Derby, Derby teams in past what two three seasons, um, we we draw or we lose that game. Uh, it's as simple as that. That's how we were. Um, and we, we've been the side like it for as long as I can remember anyway. Um, and I like the fact that now, uh, firstly, that we're hanging on to these results. And uh, on some occasions, um, say Oxford, for example, also we bring it back to 2-2 from 2-0 down. Um, a lot of a lot of teams would possibly set up for the point. Um, and what I like about us now is we've, we've got that that in us to, you know what, we can, we can nick this. Um, and that's something we've been missing for a very long time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very encouraging because especially, say, last season, for example, there was two or three games you could look back on the end of the season where we've where we've dropped dropped points or and you think, oh, we win that game there. We're in the top six come the end of the season. Um, so, yeah, it's very encouraging that we can we can now start to hang on to these results. And in some cases, obviously, nick all three, um, Oxford being the prime example. So, yeah, very encouraging for, for going forward, for sure. And I have to say, I probably said it three months ago. I wasn't, I wasn't particularly encouraged by the way we were we were playing, because um, I don't really think we're we're playing all that well. I think in 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 a fair few games, but the the facts don't really lie, James. As we just said, there t- ten out of twelve, um, only one defeat in those twelve. I mean. It is that it is a football cliche. It doesn't you know you can play pretty and, and not win, but it's about putting it's about putting points on the board. And I always kind of when I think about that, I always obviously go back to the promotion season where we didn't particularly play very well. We just we were just hard to beat, um, and we did have a knack of picking up results. Um, I'd say one slight difference this time round is. It, every game's not one nil, two one, like like under Billy it was, and ultimately I know that's going up to the Premier League, but we sort of got found out that we didn't go up with a very decent side, um, and we are putting teams to the sword. I mean, you know, scoring three against Oxford away from home it, it is great, putting three past Fleetwood it is is you know is good. We are we have had a, obviously a couple of one nils or, or whatever, but. We are finding the back of the net something that we were struggling to do at the start of the season, um, when really we've probably got less to sort of select from up front at the moment. Obviously, with a couple of injuries and and that, so it's a bit. I don't think it's any coincidence that obviously James Collins has. I think that was his eleventh on Saturday, eleventh of the season in something like twenty three starts. I mean, that's that's form. You know, that's one in two. Anybody'd bite your hand off. For that kind of a striker at any level, um, you know, and there are still fans out there that don't think he should be in the side. 
I mean, if he's putting the ball in the back of the net, then you know it's very. He, he's proven a few doubts wrong. He's got he's got as many goals as he got in the entirety of last season. I mean, you, you can't say that the man isn't in form. Um, but it's as I say, it, there's a bit more to it. We're not just nicking results. I say that that one against Oxford, um, obviously didn't really expect them to come back. Once we got the first one, I was quite confident. You could see their heads had dropped a little bit. Um, and we, we have just got this, I would say, take the Peterborough game out of it because that was just a little bit, it, probably one step too far, uh, one game too far over the Christmas period. But there wasn't really a, there wasn't too much of a point and that, uh, we're on Saturday where when we went 2-1 down, I was massively worried. I, I just thought, mm, typical Derby to do this. But then we go and we go and kill the game off. Obviously, they're going to be pushing. That's absolutely fine. Uh, but to get that third and just take that little bit of pressure off um, is is again. It, it's a nice it's a nice trait to have, isn't it? Yeah, I think it. I think it also comes down to the fact that we're just winning ugly. You know, Derby have. Years, years, years gone by. Everyone's been wanting to play nice, pretty football. And yeah, it can get you results. But, you know, a lot of the time people thought we played really well under Koku and people still really, like, love Philip Koku for some reason. But, you know, the results there spoke for itself. We were bottom of the league or whatever after how many games we were with him. Um, I think James Collins, I think James Collins scored 16 in all competitions this season. Say that we're only halfway through the season, you're looking at a 30-goal striker, which everyone's been crying out for, but just because it's James Collins and he's not the most technically gifted, he's, you know, I, I do think people are a bit harsh on him, but I, I think Collins has been one of our, probably behind Mendes Lang and Bird is probably the third best player at the moment that's playing for us. Um, maybe Cashin sneaks just above him. Um <clears throat> I think one of the main reasons this season we're scoring a lot more goals is the service to the, the front line is, is a lot better. You've got Mendes Lang, who's now not having to carry the whole burden like he did last season. Barkhausen's chipping in with a few. Birdie's playing a bit higher, so he's he's getting in and around the box more. He's scoring a few. He's he's creating. And the over-reliance on McGoldrick last season was obvious. I think without... Uh, to be honest, I thought we'd struggle without McGoldrick, but we've, <laughs> we're doing a lot better without him, to be honest, which kind of surprises me. But I think the service, like Joe Ward as well, whipping the balls in, you know he's going to give a good cross. And we're getting a lot of goals, maybe not from the front line as much, but we're getting them all over the pitch. Nelson's popped up with a few this season. Fozzie's popped up with a few this season. Cash has scored. He's got some assists. Horahan's obviously doing doing what he does and gets the, gets the numbers. So I think it's more of a, a team effort rather than McGoldrick is, is the one man to carry us forward sort of thing. So I think that's also how we're winning a bit ugly is getting the centre-backs involved, set pieces, big thing for us this year. And I think the football's not been pretty, don't get me wrong. It's not been amazing. It's a lot of long balls forward. But sometimes we can play some nice stuff. Um, and to be honest, I don't really care as long as we're winning. <laughs> as 
as stupid as it sounds, as long as we get the three points, I'm going to be happy. I mean, that, that really, I suppose, was going to be one of my next questions uh, before we delve into one or two players um, in, in detail from Saturday. Um, Kieran, as, we, as I kind of mentioned a minute ago, it, it's, it isn't pretty. It's not fast-flowing Steve McLaren type of football, but it's getting results. I mean, how 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 concerned, how bothered, how concerned are you about that? Certain looking, not just short term. Obviously, putting uh, looking into the into the crystal ball. Say Derby get up playing playing this way of, of football. As we well know, the championship. Obviously, Warren tried to do it with Rotherham. I appreciate Rotherham had obviously different players to what what Derby have got, um, but ultimately he. He failed in the championship with Rotherham playing that style of football. Um, now, I'm not saying we need to get up and then sack him, but how concerning is it that it's not that pretty sometimes? But as James alluded to, we have played some good football as well. You know, the game against Wigan, I thought, up until the last 15 minutes where we back to the wall, I thought we played really well. Oxford, to be 2-0 down, I thought we, I thought we actually played really well all game. Um, it was two freak sort of goals. Um, how how concerning is it for you as a fan? You know, moving moving forward, is it is it a big worry, or you know, do we just have to accept that that's the way that we've got out of this division? And then we don't know. He, he may have a he may have a different plan for next for next season in the championship if we're there. Um, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I think um, sort of the style of play that we've adapted this season. Um, Obviously, at times, like you said there, uh, we play some lovely football, but um, sometimes you need a centre-half to hit it over the top and your number nine or one of your wingers gets on it and taps it in. That's just that's how it's got to be sometimes. I think um, it suits the division we're in and the kind of teams that we play against, um, especially the, the tighter pitches and teams that we know are going to sit in against us. Um, sometimes uh, they'll press and you, you have to hit one over the top. It's just how it is in this division. I think it suits the teams we play but I think longer term um, especially with how good the championship is nowadays um, I think if we do go up there'll be a lot more um, there'll be a lot of teams that are sort of pressing from the front um, sort of the ticky-tacker passing it around um, style of play um, so that is something I think long term we are we are going to have to become accustomed to um, playing against it for one um, and being able to do it to other teams um for another, um, I don't think the style of play that we play at the moment uh, will will put us in good stead if if we were to go up. To be honest, and James, I suppose, is it just a, one of them circumstances where obviously Derby fans over the last ten fifteen years have have been used to a certain style of play, and the fans have been used to entertaining football. Ultimately, never got us promoted. In fact, got it got us relegated. Near enough. Um, and then obviously the last couple of years has been a little bit different with admin and stuff, but it's it's a little bit sort of for me, and I'm sure fans who go to the games they know they can see that the atmosphere is a little bit sort of it and miss when we play in a if we're not playing to our to our best. Is it as I say, as fans over the last ten fifteen years just been a little bit spoiled in the way that some of the football's been played, and actually it's. It's this type of football that is going to get you out of this sort of a division. Um, I, I can't really. I don't really know about 
being spoiled with the way we've been playing. Yeah, we had the Stevie Mac years and they were obviously played wonderful football, blue teams away at times. Um, but I think, to be honest, I prefer the football we play now just because it's more, yes, it's not as pretty, but it's more passionate. You know, when someone comes running 20 metres and does a massive tackle, you celebrate them like goals sometimes. Um, and I feel like that's what Paul Warren's kind of instilled into this team is that that do everything, leave everything onto the pitch where in previous years we've kind of had, obviously we've brought in big, big I say big names, but you know what I mean? We've spent a lot of money on players and yeah, they've played some nice football at times. It's been wonderful to watch, but at the end of the day, if, if it was a 50-50 challenge, a lot of them would probably shirk it and lose it. Whereas the lads that we've got now, I think would just go full bloody 100% into all tackles. And that's why I love it. <laughs> I'm a man for a tackle. And um, yeah, I think, say we do get promoted this season, would the football, would I want the football to change? Probably to suit the, um, obviously the step up in quality to the championship and the difference in, in how they all play. As, as Kieran alluded to, a lot of them will press from the front though try keep the ball a lot more. I think, obviously, if we did go up, we would have to adapt to kind of keep the ball ourselves. And I think I think we do do it in League One. We, You know, against Wigan, we kept the ball really well, I thought. Even against Fleetwood at times, I know they were pressing very hard, but sometimes we did just keep the ball, let them... We controlled the game, dictated it. We were the ones that were kind of on top, not creating too much chaos. So I think a lot of people are moaning about the f- football from Paul Warren and what he's cooking up. Um, I just, I love it. Keep it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fit. It's people's opinions. Um, I must admit, yeah, I don't particularly find it that attractive to watch. But it, at the end of the day, it's all well and good watching decent football, but then getting beat 2-0 every week, you know, it's... Just eventually, that's gonna that's gonna irritate you just as much. But um, no, I like it. I like the I like the camaraderie that they seem to have. He's he's definitely instilled that into uh, a few. And I must admit, some of the players that he he brought in 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 the summer, I was sort of looking at it and thinking, hmm, okay. I know we were dealing in a sort of different pond for players, but I was a little bit underwhelmed by some of them. But I, I mean, to be fair. I don't think, I mean, obviously there's one or two we haven't really seen um, that much of, uh, so it's it's very difficult to, to pass comment, but I think, I don't really think there's anybody that sort of doesn't, you know, I, I think, God, that was a waste of money. They've all, or well, not money, obviously we didn't really pay for anybody, but you know what I mean? Um, there's not really anybody I think, oh, you know, you shouldn't really, uh, shouldn't really be at Derby or, or that kind of thing. So it's nice that he's got that group together and I know works sort of being cheeky and saying we'll go up but um you know there'll be a, there'll be a lot of difference in the summer as well and you know you'll have certain types of other player that you can attract and obviously Derby will have the shackles off as well um in terms of what they can and can't spend even though obviously I imagine it won't be massive but they, they'll probably have that opportunity to do a bit more business and we might see a few more players because I, I still don't 
I think he signed players that he wanted to play a system. Did he bring in the ones that he actually wanted? I'm I'm not 100% sure. Um, I think they were just square pegs for square holes, really, uh, at the time. Um, but yeah, obviously that's all in in the in the future. We'll, we will have that conversation in the summer if it uh, obviously if it ends up. Um, the talking point before the game um, was obviously the change. In, in between the sticks, Kieran. And I must admit, I, I know he, he he went down with a hand injury, I think, against Peterborough. And, but you never know. Joe, um, Joe Walsmith's quite good at going down and time-wasting, isn't he? So, you know, you, you just never know if he's actually quite injured or not. Obviously, Paul Warren in his press conference after the game didn't sort of alluded to his hand being a bit sore and he wasn't 100%. But to change your man in between the sticks... Um, is obviously a big call. And let's face it, if you're fit enough to be on the bench, then really, certainly as a goalkeeper, you'd think that you're, you know, you're fit enough to start the game. Um, how much of a surprise was it that the change has come? And, um, you know, uh, obviously wasn't peppered all, all game on Saturday, so very difficult to scrutinise his, his position. But, you know, moving forward, where, where do you, what do you think this... Uh, yeah, have Derby got a, a new number one? Um, well, on your first point, yeah, I think I was I was fairly surprised when I saw the team news come out that um, that he dropped Wild Smith. Um, part of me does think, to be fair, it was uh, it was deserved. Um, I know the past couple of games there's been a couple of couple of things you think mm, uh, just doesn't look right. Um, obviously, the the goal uh, Peterborough's winner. Uh, does he react a bit quicker? Does he save that on another day? Probably, yeah. Um, which is probably for me where the, the hand injury, uh, if you say, comes from. Um, I think Vickers did okay, like you said there. Um, he didn't really get tested too much. Um, what he did get put up against, he did okay with. I mean, there's a couple of occasions, a couple of crosses across the, the six-yard box and a couple of crosses come in and you think, should he be coming and claiming them? Um and I think on, on one occasion, I think the ball did come across and you see he sort of jitters to go out and collect it and then he steps back and obviously when you're in the sticks, um, you, you, you don't want to be hesitating. You've got to make that decision and you've got, you've got to own your box. Um, but then again, that, that can come from, um, lack of, lack of confidence, lack of game time and familiarity with, with, with when it's in the, in the league. He did okay. Um, I do think probably from, uh, from Monday onwards, it will be, um, Wildsmith back in the sticks. I think Vickers starts tomorrow. Um, so we've got Bradford, haven't we? So I think it'll be Vickers' game tomorrow and then um, back in the league on Monday against Burn. Um, it'll be Wildsmith probably then on in, um, sort of injury permitted. Yeah, I must admit, it was one sort of thing that I took away from the game on Saturday. He didn't look like he commanded his box quite as much as I want, and let's face it, we had a goalkeeper who couldn't do that about two years ago, and that never really ended uh, ended well either, did it? I mean, it's one thing for I would agree with you, Kieran. I think Joe's he's, he's been a bit hit and miss. Obviously, gives the penalty away against Oxford, like you say. On another day, probably should have saved um, the one uh, at Peterborough. Um, but one thing that Joe Wildsmith, I've been impressed with ever since he's walked through the door. Is his command his command of the box? Mm. I think is excellent. I really do. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit obviously. I've never really seen Josh Vickers. Paul Ward brought him in. He's obviously worked with him a long, long time. 
at Rotherham, so he knows what he's all about. And yeah, there was a couple of times where I thought, why haven't you come for that? And I thought, oh, you know, I don't want another jittery goalkeeper um, in between the sticks. But like you say, it's very odd. It's it's his first game for a while. I mean, obviously, his personal life's been absolutely tipped upside down. So, you know, for him to even actually, you know, have the um, have, have the have the balls to play football uh, when obviously his personal life's been uh, been ruined is is you know is is credit to him. I, I will give him that. Um, and like you say, I think yeah, it'd be it'd be very very harsh to then drop him for tomorrow night. I have to say, um, James, your opinion on uh, on the goalkeeping switch? Um, uh, I can see it. Uh, I thought Wild Smith past probably three or four games hasn't quite looked great. Uh, obviously, penalty at Oxford was just what you thinking sort of thing. Um, similar, I think. To be honest, Peterborough's second and third goal, I think he probably could and should do a bit better there. Um, obviously, the hand injury, whether you want to say it's a hand injury, whether you're not, it did get dropped. Um, and Vickers, yeah, I thought he looked a little bit nervy. Um, I thought he's always looked pretty assured when he's played in like the Cups and obviously he's probably going to play tomorrow against Bradford. Um, I think maybe a little bit of nerves, but also maybe the he's not obviously he's not played football uh, in a while, personal life, but also the fact he's not really had that much time to play with, a you know a pretty brand new back back five really. You know I don't think he's played with Bradley Nelson or Cashin um, as a three before, and it's the fact of the familiarity of that maybe might have made him a little bit hesitant at times. Um, obviously, having Sonny Bradley in front of you is, can be erratic at some times, can't he? Can miss headers. Um, so I think he was just a bit on edge, a bit jittery. But when he did play for Rotherham, Rotherham said he was one of their best goalkeepers they've had. If it wasn't for Johansson, who they have now, who's Sweden's first-choice keeper, he'd probably be their keeper. and He's a damn good keeper. Um, I like Wildsmith I think he's great to be honest I think he's one of the best keepers that we have had in recent times Um, probably just behind Carson I know that's a bit of a big thing to say but I think he's probably just behind Carson but I think he should probably remain number one to be honest Again opinions are opinions yeah I mean I was surprised, um, but you know you have got to Joe. Joe pulled out some terrific performances last season. Uh, some of the saves he made, he's not really had to do that, I suppose, this year. Um, so I don't know if that, you know, some people look at that and go, well, you know, he's not, he's not a bit quite, not quite been as good. But he has been part of what was up until what uh, New Year's Day, the best defence in the league. So you can't, you know, he hasn't turned into a poor goalkeeper overnight. Um, but it's it's refreshing to see for me. Um, obviously, the changing goalkeeper is always a, is always a big one. We obviously had it before, um, and it backfired uh, when uh, with Lampard um, uh, when they gave it Roos. And it, I think it takes balls to change your goalkeeper halfway through the season. So it will be interesting to see if it's just these next two, and that's just a little sort of nod to to Joe, it, unless he is actually injured. You know, fair enough. Um, 
I don't know why he wouldn't have just come out and said it if he was, to be honest, Paul Warren, but, you know. But, yeah, it might just be a nod just to go, well, you know, th- there is act- there is somebody behind you. Because with everything, obviously, that has been gone going through uh, with Josh in, in his private life, if that hadn't have happened, we don't know if he hadn't have, wouldn't have been pulled in before now. So it's it's obviously um, it's it's a, it's an interesting one, and we'll, we'll wait we'll wait to see uh, we'll wait to see how that develops. Final couple of things to talk about on the podcast. Um, we'll look ahead to the next couple of games in a minute, but news that broke around what an hour ago. Uh, Mendes Lang re uh, signed a contract extension till twenty twenty six. Um, which some may think is a bit of a surprise um, that he's been given that that sort of length of deal. Um, so what does that make it? Best part of two and a half year, two and a half year deal extension, I think, doesn't it? Um, obviously, he's been a, a, a massive key part in in this season. Obviously, last season he, he did play a, a, a big part into uh, Derby's unbeaten run, and obviously. I don't think it's a coincidence that he started to uh, run out of steam and, and so did the team. Um, and I think, James, you alluded to it earlier, obviously, with he was, he was very much the focal point along with uh, McGoldrick, whereas this season there's been uh, that's been a bit different. We've seemed to have managed him a bit better. Um, and he has, obviously, the last sort of... He's been a bit quiet over Christmas, the Christmas period, but um, obviously... Uh, played a big part in uh, in picking up the three points on Saturday. So, Kieran, another two and a half, year, two and a half years of uh, of Mendes Lang. I mean, for me, I, I, I don't think you, even in the championship, you just know he he can he can do a job in the championship as well. So, uh, obviously, the money's the money must be right. I, I think a good deal all round. You, yeah, hundred uh, percent in agreement there. Um, I was to be fair, I was surprised at the length of the deal. Um, I said he was expiring in June um, anyway, but um, if he was going to extend, I thought it would be uh, another year maybe. Um, but more than happy with two years. He's been a, a key part for the past uh, season and a half. Um, so, yeah, all around. Uh, we know he can do a job uh, in the in the league above. Um, obviously, playing for uh, Cardiff in the Championship, I believe it was. Um and he said it himself, I think, in previous interviews that he's found his home at Derby. And obviously, we all know he's had a colourful past at some other clubs um, with his personal life and his attitude. Um, but he says he's settled, he loves it at Derby. And I think we've we've seen that in, in the way that he plays. So, uh, long may it continue. Yeah, and nice, I suppose, because, James, there had been a couple of sort of newspaper rumours, let's, let's put them that way, that certain... Ex managers were were interested in him and taking him into the championship. So, uh, as nice as it is to have him, hopefully, if he could, if he obviously can can continue his form and doesn't sort of do what he's done at previous clubs where he's absolutely uh, yeah proven himself and then sort of nosedived after. Um, as long as we don't get that half of him, then I think for me this is a this is a very astute bit of business. Everything that Kieran's just said there, he's found a home at Derby. It, it's he was he was prolific last season. He's been prolific this season uh, so far, and he is obviously, as we well know, going to be a big part of Derby's promotion push. Um, a player you'd think in his sort of in his peak as well, th- th- that age, um, and obviously a decent lad to have round. 
he very rarely misses games. Um, and as I say, for me, a player we know can step up. So I'm sure you're going to say exactly the same as what me and Kieran have just said. Um, another two and a half years of him is uh, is good business it, it, for, for both parties, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think probably the one thing that we might be missing is also, um, obviously he's a great lad to have in the squad, but he's also a good mentor for the younger players. I know um, John Jules and Mendes Lang are very, very close off the pitch. Um, and uh, John Jules, I can't remember where he said it, but he said it somewhere, I think it might have been Port Vale when he scored. Um, John Jules basically said something along the lines of um, Nats basically helped helped him sort of through injury because um, obviously Mendes Lang I think has obviously he's had injuries before I think he had a bad one at Cardiff um, but two and a half years the extra year I think it takes him to about 34 um, would we want Mendes Lang at 34 probably not uh, depends on obviously if he's still got his pace or not. Um, undoubtedly, probably right now our best player and last season, barring McGoldrick at the end, was probably again our best player. Um, so a bit of champ as you mentioned, a bit of championship interest. I think he probably could have easily stepped up to the championship. Um. And I'm, to be honest, I'm surprised he signed it. I'd, I'd have thought he would have got another championship mood, move. Um, but as you said, he, he says Derby's his home. Obviously, he's a great fit with the lads. And I think probably the most important thing about him is he always plays with a smile on his face. And you've not seen that. I remember watching him at Sheffield Wednesday. He was throwing his arms about everywhere. Not when I first when we first signed him, I thought he was a bit, you know, he's had problems at other clubs notoriously. Um, when I've seen him, he's been a bit, throws his hands up in the air, shouting at players, being, doesn't look happy. But at Derby, all I can say is he, he's playing with a smile on his face. He's scoring, he's assisting, he's running past players, he's helping the team and he's a great character to have. So that's pretty much about Mendes line. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, you're right. I think he, he probably could have moved up if he'd have want if he'd have wanted to. Um, and obviously, Kieran alluded to he, his deal does run out in the summer. So if Derby were to go up and a Championship club did come sniffing in in uh, in the summer, then obviously we've got a we've got a little bit of protection as well. But I don't necessarily see it as that because obviously it's been plastered all over Rams TV in the last hour that he signed a new contract extension where a week and a week ago, so did Aaron Cashin and it hadn't even been, you know, sort of mentioned, even though uh, publicly, you know, by the club as such, even though obviously it was only a, an extent, you know, he had an option of a year. So yeah, there's two very, I think two very different sort of uh, contract renewals there probably kind of tells you who's going to be, who's one who they're expecting to stay more than the other beyond the summer. But we'll, uh, we'll see, but, all in all, as long as, you know, I'm going to jinx it here, but as long as he doesn't break his leg in training next week or something <laughs> like that, um, then, you know, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a good bit of bit, very good bit of business for Derby. Um, and it's, 
I think it's a nod to, you know, things are going well at the moment. If if your best players want to stay when I, as we said, I'm, I think we're all in agreement that probably would have been an offer from the championship. Um, then, you know, that just goes to show you where he's obviously enjoying himself and, and we're doing, we're doing right by him as well, which is obviously always a, which is always a positive. Um, final couple of points then um, moving on into the next seven days um, as we're recording on Monday, we've got a home fixture in the Bristol street motors trophy tomorrow night against Bradford. And then we get the weekend off. Um, thanks to sky. Um, you know, sick of them when we were in the championship that last year was lovely when they didn't have us um, on every week, but obviously they decided to, uh, to take a couple of fixtures this uh, over the over the Christmas period and, and moving the game against Burton Albion. We'll look ahead to it a, a little bit because don't think we're going to do another podcast till after then. Um, tomorrow night, first of all, chaps, we've had all the guests that we've had on, we've had a bit of a conversation about the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, as it is now known. Um, you win tomorrow night, I think that puts you in the quarterfinals. So, um, is it Still, uh, a, a pointless competition, Kieran, or is it, you know, a chance? Because let's face it, a lot of the same players have played the last four games. So actually, giving one or two of the others, like a Liam Thompson, Fauna, uh, an opportunity, and obviously resting somebody, maybe like Mendes Lang, um, maybe Collins potentially, although he's in terrific form in that competition. So, you know, sometimes that's a bit of a stick or twist one. Um, do you think it's actually a good game to have tomorrow night? Just just to keep some of the, the squad team, squad squad players ticking who, as I say, have, have found minutes a little bit odd to come by over over that busy Christmas period because, you know, you couldn't really change too much about the first team. Um yeah, like you, uh, like you alluded to there, um, it gives the, the Thompsons, the Fauners, um, although obviously they're getting a, a few minutes off the bench. It probably Thompson, for example, probably gets at least seventy seventy five minutes tomorrow, if not a full ninety, um, which can only be a good thing, especially with the run that we're on. Um, it's, I suppose it's more about a momentum thing than anything. Um, other other fans might look at it and oh, we could do without it really, um, but. It, it's it's another reason to get minutes in the tank and, and to get another win under our belts. Um, obviously, I think the the whole Papa John's Bristol Street Motors Trophy, whatever you want to call it, um, it does divide the fan bases. Um, so it's more so in the earlier rounds. Obviously, you think, oh, we could do without this on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, um, whenever it is. But then, obviously, as you start to progress and the the thought of a, a day out at Wembley starts to to peek its head on the horizon, you think, do you know what? We may as well go for it. It's uh, Bit of, bit of silverware day out at Wembley, um, and more importantly, um, a bit of money in the bank. So, um, yeah, um, I think we'll do all right tomorrow. Uh, I think there will be changes. Um, like we've already said I think Thompson probably starts. Fauna um, again. Collins is a is a funny one, like you said. There is I think he's the top scorer in the in the competition. Um, in great form. Do you do you rest him? Do you let him? I don't know. Maybe get an hour. I don't know. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, but um, yeah, it's one of them. Uh, take it or leave it. Um, I think we'll be all right, and I think I think we'll go through. Yeah, I, I, you're spot on. I say you might see John Jules start. And you you might see obviously um, one or two of the the younger lads 
get a, get in a sniff as well. Um, and it's one of them, isn't it, where you can sort of do that, load the bench, and if things, especially with it being at home, load the bench, and if it's not quite going the way that you want it to go, um, you know, you've got you've got options and uh, options out there. James, similar opinion uh, to Kieran and, and me as well. It's uh, momentum's um, like you said, the earlier rounds. They say the same about the League Cup these days, don't they? It's you know, navigate certainly the big Premier League teams. They they chuck the kids out till the quarterfinals, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's still you've got. 70,000, 80,000 at Wembley when, you know, you had 3,000 in a first round League Cup tie. It's kind of the same with the, with this, isn't it? You know, uh, don't expect a massive crowd tomorrow night at Pride Park, but you're into, the, if, you, if you can get past a League Two side, which let's face it, we failed in the last Cup competition against the League Two side. So we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I think you'd expect us to get some, to, you know, to, to progress through into that quarterfinals. And yeah, you're two wins away from uh, from as Kieran alluded to a, a day out at Wembley. So it it for me it's now a. I think especially with us not playing Saturday as well. I think if we'd have played Saturday, maybe that would have been a little bit different. But the fact we do play Monday gives those maybe the opportunity for more first team players to play um, and, and get those couple of days rest as well, extra rest as well. Um, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. I don't really know what to expect from Bradford. Obviously, they're a mid to lowest sort of like League Two side. Um, it's it's games like this that a little bit like that Crew one where that could have actually harmed Derby a lot more than it did. Um, going out there tomorrow night and and getting you know getting pumped is is probably not really what we want at this moment in time, is it? Um, no, I think we probably. Do have enough to beat Bradford? Um, I know they have just recorded that. Uh, Jake is it Jake Young from Swindon? He scored like eighteen goals or something stupid in like twelve. It was ridiculous. I know they've recorded him. Um, I mean the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, Papa John's. What, what I don't even know what it's called. I think is it the Bristol Street Motors? Yeah, um, it's a trophy. At the end of the day, I'm not going to say no to a trophy. Uh, a day out of Wembley, I'm definitely not going to say no to. Um, Bolton versus Plymouth last season looked phenomenal. Um, obviously, at Bolton, they won 5-1 that day and they were just loving it. I'm, if Derby got to the final, obviously, I'd go. Am I going tomorrow? Admittedly, I'm not. <laughs> um, but I also think winning breeds confidence. So if we win, again, if we lose, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. It's a trophy. That's obviously it's not it's not a great one, admittedly. If we win it, breeds a bit of confidence. And then as you said, you're only two two games away from Wembley. So it's kind of not a win-win, but losing isn't the worst thing in the world. And as you say, players like Joe Ward, Calamelda, Tyrese Fauna, Liam Thompson, they'll get their opportunity, John Jules as well. And obviously, if they perform well, I mean Liam Thompson. Was unlucky, to be honest. If he didn't get injured, he'd probably be starting for us right now. Um, so it just gives those players an opportunity to kind of bang on the door in the first team because, yes, we haven't played that well recently, but we have won games. Um, but, yeah, the players get the opportunity to bang on the door, potential to win a cup, just win. <laughs> Just win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you just just get it out of the way. If we can win it, yeah, absolutely. You know, get through it, great. 
I agree. I, I think and, and a key time as well, uh, especially with obviously being out of the FA Cup, uh, gives, say, some of those squad players a few minutes. Just one or two of them, like you say, might turn in a performance and, and knock on the door. And then the people in front of them, that could raise their game another 10, 15% because there's somebody on the coattails for the starting position. So it could well be. Um, a, a, I think it will be result either way. I, I do think actually at this point it actually is probably quite a quite a positive one. And um, yeah, hopefully we're we're in the hat for the quarterfinal. And um, yeah, be interesting to see who we draw. Uh, there's still still a couple of comfortable-ish ties. There's also a couple of tasty ones at the what could be the top end of League One. I think Bolton are still in it, aren't they? So that could be interesting. And um, yeah, shots fired. In, in that competition uh, as well. So, yeah, be interesting to see how that one uh, plays out. But I think it's actually this round and I think the quarterfinals, the back end of January. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see how that one pans out. Final point on the podcast for mm-hmm. this week's episode. Thank you very much for joining us, gents. As I say, we'll, we will touch on Burton, uh, the A38 derby. Um, what we say about Burton? Um, not much. Yeah, not a lot, is there? Uh, we don't particularly like them, not really bothered about them. <laughs> we weren't bothered about them when there were four divisions below us, sort of a bit more now. We're, in, we're we're on the same patch. Um, obviously, they've gone through their own sort of turmoils uh, with management changes just recently uh, after having quite a uh, decent sort of start to the season. Um, it's just, it's one of them teams that just because the you know they are rivals i suppose um you just want to get them out of the way kieran and it's it's a team that in pre-season over the years we've done very well against but in league form not particularly um i think the key thing more than anything is about bound obviously we said um from the fleetwood game bouncing back getting the run going again making in short obviously tomorrow night's is important for that. Um, but league form obviously is more important. And I think it's just wiping away that bit of taste from New Year's Day at Pride Park and getting getting the ball rolling at Pride Park once again, isn't it? And if we can do if we can pick up two wins in the next two home games in, in both competitions, then you know, I think that's been uh, that's been a pretty good nine days to uh, to start New Year. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um I mean like you said, uh, Burton in the league in sort of recent times has been one of them sort of banana skin fixtures, hasn't it? Uh, especially at their place as well. Um, but like you said, they've they've had a bit of turmoil of their own. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on this. I don't think they've actually. I don't think they've got a manager in yet. I think they're still under under caretaker um, in charge at the moment. Um, I think they drew at the weekend to stop the rocks. I know they've had some some awful results go their way uh, in recent times. So. Um, I think, I think they'll. Uh, I don't think they'll come to Pride Park to win. Uh, if they say if they want to nick a one 0 win, they might try and do that. But I think it'll be um, Burton sitting in um, and probably trying to hit us on the counter attack if they if they can. Uh, I think they'll sit in and probably want to try and take a point. So I can see us having a lot of the ball, um, a lot of attempts on goal. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I think we'll win. And if, like you said, there, if we can get two home wins in a in the space of a week, get the ball rolling at Pride Park again. And then uh, I'll see the running starts towards um, towards May. So, yeah, I think we'll be OK. Um, I, think, I think we'll get past Burton, no problem. 
Good. I'm glad you're confident. James, do you uh, do you share the same uh, the same feelings as Kieran? Is it just get these next two home games? I suppose you could say that about any game, really. But get the next two out of the way. Sit, you know, walk through in the cup, winning the league. It's been a good, as I say, been a good start to the new year. Yeah, if we, obviously, if we win both, it's a good start. I think game obviously at Pride Park, we've been a little bit. We've not been as good as we have been away from Pride Park. Um, I th- that might be due to the fans on the back sometimes or, or whatever, but we just don't seem to play as well at Pride Park compared to when we're not playing there. Um, Burton, I think, as Kieran mentioned, bit of a banana skin. We always seem to lose slash draw against them. I think we be- well, we beat them this season, didn't we? Um, but... We always we never really seem to put a, a great performance, and they always seem to kind of be at their best and nick one. I think we'll win Monday, but I think it will be a, a scrappy one now. I don't I don't think it's going to be an easy game. Um, they haven't, as uh, Kieran said, they haven't, haven't actually got a manager yet, a proper manager, and they're still using the caretaker. Um, I just see it being a scrappy game, probably. Very few shots, lots of defensive blocks, lots of balls just going into the box. And I can see around like the 80th minute, someone just kind of nicking it in. Probably going to be Derby. Fingers crossed that it's Derby, obviously. Um, I just don't... It's not going to be... A, I don't know why they chose it for Sky, because I know it's not going to be a fun game to watch. So, But yeah, that's what I think, really. A bit like Saturday then, because that definitely wasn't much of a fun watch here. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I would agree. I'm I'm, I'm hopeful, <laughs> confident that um, Derby will will end the next two with uh, two wins. Fingers crossed, and yeah, that will get the ball rolling again. Um, and that is it for this week's podcast. Uh, Kieran, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on for the first time, mate. Thank you very much, and hopefully uh, we'll get you on again soon. Yeah, no problem. Um, I was, I was went to on a few uh, a few times before, but yeah, finally got on. Uh, it's been been my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Good, thank you very much, mate. And James, exactly the same. Thank you for joining us for your debut, mate. And yeah, definitely have you on again. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, mate. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. And as I say, that is it. We won't be doing a podcast now until after the Burton game. So we will be talking all about Bradford and Burton, the two Bs, before we look ahead to a trip to Sinsel Bank. Um, and play Lincoln yet again this season, um, which could well be quite a tricky away tie. Um, But we shall reconvene the podcast next week. Thanks for listening and up the ramps. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Rams Review podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch, we're on Twitter at Rams Review 1. Our Facebook is Rams Review Podcast. Or you can drop us an email, ramsreview at hotmail.com. Thanks for listening and until next time, up the Rams.